on today's episode of I Didn't Say That. <laughs> I mean, the greatest debate of all time. Let's go. It took all of our willpower not to stay up until like two o'clock in the morning yesterday. Oh, I was good and tired, but Max, to do this episode, Max definitely wanted to do it. Um, welcome to this Friday morning edition of I didn't say that. Uh, we're recording Thursday night, um, the day after the greatest debate of all time i i think it's fair to say at this point i mean i don't i i you know i i think there are a lot of great debate moments that we can point to in history uh reagan talking i think it was reagan had a for, it was the forum where he had the, i paid for this microphone moment um the all time or one of one of the great ones was admiral stockdale who am i why am i here opening up the vice presidential debate in 1992 that's a great one um my you know, the funniest debate was definitely the Saturday Night Live rendition of the first debate between Al Gore and George W. Bush. That's just an all-time amazing SNL skit, um, and they they hit it perfectly. Um, the recreation of that one. Um, <laughs> 2000, 2004 had some good ones, but I, I just thought you know going to a Howard Dean rally was just better than any of those debates. So I don't think I remember the debates were memorable. Same with two thousand eight. I don't remember many of them being memorable, other than how biased the media was towards Barack Obama and against Hillary Clinton. That was pretty funny in two thousand eight. Um, certainly, the Republicans didn't do anything interesting. Twenty twelve, I don't remember anything that interesting as well, other than the Rick Perry oops moment. Right. I don't even remember it. The oops moment. Um, where Rick Perry couldn't name the three um, agencies of the federal government that he would get rid of. <laughs> uh, he forgot number three. So he was the Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, he had a little bit of an oopsie there. Um, and then 2016, well, I think 2016 was just the fact that whenever Donald Trump was on television, America was tuning in. You know, I just always remember that second debate where uh, it went from 10 people to 11 people um, when they added in uh, Carly Fiorina. And so the 11th person in terms of polling was actually Rand Paul. And uh, leading up to the debate, there was an article about uh, Trump gave an interview and he said, oh, Carly Fiorina, you know, no one's going to vote for that face. And... You know, so that was the hot topic coming in where, like, he obviously made an inappropriate comment about one of his competitors. And um, and Rand Paul talked about, you know, how, you know, like, that's unbecoming, blah, blah, blah. And Trump looks at him and goes, first of all, you're number 11. You're not even supposed to be up on the stage. <laughs> and second of all, I never made fun of your looks. But believe me, there's plenty of subject material there. And I'll never forget the, the headline in Mediaite the next day. Which is which read, read Senator Rand Paul calls Trump sophomoric. Trump responds by calling him ugly, um, which <laughs> which I think summed up that. But enough enough of debate history. Um, he, I can't remember a debate that was. I can't. The first hour was enthralling television. But I think we were entertained because we're not Democrats. Like, it was the implosion of the Democratic Party. Well, so, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm, okay, if you're a Democrat yeah. and you don't like Bloomberg, then yeah, it was great. But if you're a Democrat who likes Bloomberg, it was not funny. And if you're a Democrat who just wants to hear people and you want to destroy Trump... It wasn't funny. So, well, let's just... I, I personally think that it was entertaining no matter what. Because we've had, at this point, if you're undecided and you're a Democrat voter, what, what you have you doing? been doing <laughs> for the past 14 months? Um, number one. Let's just... What have you been doing since November 8th, 2016? I guess is what I'd Not be saying. Not paying attention. Like, if you're a Democrat... And you haven't made up your mind already. 
you clearly do not care about defeating Donald Trump. Um, so let me just start with that. Um, I think by this point, we've had eight debates. Eight debates. This was the ninth debate. Um, the eight leading up to this have been borderline unwatchable for the most part. I mean, very just boring, uninteresting, a spark here, a spark there. For the most point, benign political theater. Um, there have been countless town halls. These people have been everywhere. You know, it's been easily the most covered election of our lifetime because... They're obsessed. They're obs- n- what, number they're one, obsessed. obsessed. And number two, there's just more platforms to reach people on. No matter where you go, you can find information about this. No matter what device you use or or social media that you're on or, you know, websites that you go to. I mean, someone's covering this. Um, but let's just get down right to it. So it starts off right away. Lester Hole is just like lobs the grenade in. Hey, um... You know, hey, Bernie, you know, what do you think about, you know, being on the stage with Mike Bloomberg, who's worth like $60 billion, and um, he doesn't think you're electable. And so Bernie and Bloomberg go at it right away. And, you know, Bernie does the whole, he talks about his electability. Bloomberg talks about his electability. And it's like, okay, it kind of just sets the stage for what we would expect to be coming, which is just a showdown between these, you know, the front runner, Bernie, and, you know, the new entrant. And then Focahontas, Granny Warren, says, I would, I want to talk about, you know, one of our, you know, I want to talk about the opponent that we, and I quote, so I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> so good. When we were watching it live, we were like, oh! Three minutes in. Fired. Three minutes in. Um, it's just, we're like, okay, here we go. Phrase of the night, horse-faced lesbians. If anyone had that on their bingo card, congratulations. Um, but no, that that's, that's what set the tone for the night. And then Mayor Pete gets in. Yes, we've got to wake up as a party. We could wake up two weeks from today, the day after Super Tuesday, and the only candidates left standing will be Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg, the two most polar, polarizing figures on this stage. So now it's Mayor Pete versus Bernie. Because at this point, Elizabeth Warren just straight filleted Bloomberg on stage. Like, he, like no one has ever spoken to him like that in 40 years. Over 40 years. Right? No one has ever looked at him and said something like that in decades. And he has no idea how to react. He's just like, uh, 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 well, you know, like, I, I apologize for that. You know, it was appropriate. Um, more to come on that story. And so Buttigieg fires off that warning shot to, uh, to Bernie. Then they talk about campaign finance and whatnot and a little bit of, you know, oh, I've got more donors than you. And Mayor Pete goes, first of all, look, my campaign is fueled by hundreds of thousands of contributors. Bernie interjects, including 46 billionaires. Crowd goes, oh, among the hun- Mayor Pete, among the hundreds of thousands of contributors, and look, we've got to unite this country to deal with these issues. You're not the only one who cares about the working class. Most Americans, we believe we need to empower workers. As a matter of fact, you're the one who is at war with the culinary union right now in Las Vegas. And so at that point, it starts to get into this battle about how the culinary union in Las Vegas isn't really excited about a Bernie Sanders presidency because they have spent years and years and years and years negotiating their own health insurance, which happens to be pretty good health insurance. And they're like, yo, you're not going to take that away from us. Like, you're not taking this away from us. This is one of the biggest benefits that we have. This is the benefit that we have. The biggest benefit we have. You're not touching this insurance plan. 
we don't care. And Bernie's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, Medicare for all will be better for everyone. And the Culinary Union in Nevada is not having it. Like, this is a natural base of support for Bernie Sanders, a labor union. And they are pissed. Um, so then we get into the Bernie bros who have been harassing the unions. And Warren talks about how, you know, her online army, blah, blah, blah. They're not going around harassing unions, blah, blah, blah bliss. Uh, Bernie, we have over 10.6 million people on Twitter. 99.9% of them are decent human beings, you know, except for the guys that like go shoot up congressional baseball game practices and working people <laughs> and people who believe in justice, compassion, and love. And if there are a few people who make ugly remarks, who attack trade union leaders, I disown those people. They are not part of our movement. Blah, blah, blah. A couple more back and forth. Mayor Pete. But at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, why did this pattern arise? Why is it especially the case among your supporters that this happens? Sanders. I don't think this is especially the case, by the way. Mayor Pete. That's just not true. Look, people know the way your supporters treat them. But leadership is about what you draw out of people. It's about how you inspire people to act. Blah, 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 blah. He keeps going on. And then finally, Amy Klobuchar gets in, who has stayed mostly out of the fray up to this point. I have an idea of how we can stop sexism on the internet. We can nominate a woman for candidate for president of the United States. Yes, that will definitely decrease sexism. Yeah, I can't imagine a woman president, a lady president, a lady boss. I can't imagine a lady boss on Twitter taking any shit. Part of my language. But I'm sorry. I think... Not to, not to play the woke card here, but I think most women out there are like, um, yeah, that's not how it's going to work, Amy. Like, it's the internet. It's not going to be fun. Welcome to 4chan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and, it, and so we're really, I mean, and this is the first, what I went through, and I am not going to do this for the whole debate because I literally can't. Um, that was like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was fire. So today, so today in in between, you know, when I, when I had downtime, I for some ungodly reason spent the time reading the transcript of this stupid thing. And I started to copy and paste things that I wanted to talk about tonight on the show. And it soon became very evident that the first hour I would just end up reading verbatim. So what I thought would be better is to kind of just kind of discuss, just mention the high points and then talk about where this kind of leaves the field. Um, I think the biggest thing, I think that the kind of the headline coming out was that Elizabeth Warren absolutely just gutted Bloomberg over the women issue and especially the NDA issue, which he had no real answer for. He had no answer. He had no answer for any of this. Um, how many women were on NDA? Why he won't release them? You know, oh, it's a mutual. Oh, you know, at one point, um, she goes, um, oh, so what you're saying is you only treat some women well. And Bloomberg had this massive eye roll that everyone could see. Um because he was right in front of the camera when it happened. Um, and then he also mentioned, you know, a lot of those were just, you know, people that took a joke the wrong way, which is the absolute wrong thing to say. <laughs> just the absolute wrong thing to say. Be like, oh, it's just a joke. Yeah, it was just a joke. Lighten up toots, right? <laughs> that's that's what he would basically <laughs> drop. He dropped a lighten up toots to Elizabeth Warren. Um absolutely one of the last people on the planet i'd ever drop that one to but he 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 said you know hey listen sweetie lighten up you know we're just trying to have a good time here you want to be a wet blanket don't be a wet blanket no one likes a wet blanket right lighten up toots so uh that went over absolutely as poorly as possible um looking back on it i think bloomberg had a stronger night than people are giving him credit for and I say it is this. He's got money. He's not going away. Right? And so it's all out on the table now. And at this point, 
my assumption is he's going to respond to these attacks with, listen, I get it. I'm not a perfect person. There's stuff in my past I wish I didn't do. I don't think I'm the first person that has ever run for president that could say them about themselves because none of us up here are perfect. So let's talk about how we're going to talk, how we're going to beat Donald Trump and how we're going to move America forward. I think that's what he's going to say at the next debate. And I think that plus another $500 million in campaign ads is probably going to do a pretty good job of healing some of the wounds. Because if you're a Democrat activist, you already hate this guy. He's not after you. He's after the people who are going, hey, listen, you just elected a guy who had to pay off a porn star. So I've got a couple of NDAs that I'd rather not discuss the, you know, the contents of. But listen, I know what I'm doing. And I think I've proven throughout my life that I'm a fairly competent individual, which he is. But that's the weird thing. I'm not sure if he is going to do that because he's not running on his record. If he ran on his record as mayor of New York City, other than the stupid things like trying to ban big gulps and calorie counts everywhere, and he's definitely an anti-plastic straw guy, like, you look at it and you go, "Mm, yeah, you know, you could conceivably pick off enough people to make this interesting. I, I just, I don't even know what his platform is besides, like, we need to be, his, his platform seems to be, uh, we need to beat Trump. Biden's lost his mind, so he can't take Basically. care of it. Biden is a communist. We can't have him. And the rest of them are a joke. So, like, you have to vote for me. Like, I feel like that's his pitch. And, like, I just don't think enough money will buy that for you. I yeah. mean, I hope not. So there's, like, this, like, emotionless, like, Zuckerberg, like, trance that Bloomberg, like, gets in. And I noticed it last night because it was very clear what he wanted to say when it came to the stop and frisk. And he wanted to say, listen, you want to know where we stationed officers? We stationed officers where there was, you know, a, like over-indexing of violent crime in the city for those neighborhoods. And did they happen to be minority neighborhoods? Yes. But the statistics I could show you would prove that those are the places where our police officers needed to be because that's where guns and other illegal weapons were getting onto the streets of New York, right? That's where they were originating from. That's what he wanted to say. He cannot say, you cannot say that as a Democrat. You are absolutely, you're almost not even allowed to say it as a Republican. Um, But that's exactly what he wanted to say. He wanted to be like, yeah, I'll I'll show you the copy, uh, what was it called? The, The copy stat. I think it's to call the copy stat numbers. I'm sure that's exactly what he wanted to tell you. This is a data-driven guy. Like, I don't believe personally that Mike Bloomberg is a racist. I believe that he's a 78-year-old white guy from New York City and probably has some, would probably say some things and has clearly said some things in public that don't fly in 2020. But I don't believe at the end of the day he's, like, overtly racist. I just think he, like, would look at the statistics and be like, okay, put more cops in these areas. And he like wasn't thinking about color. He was just be like, "Oh, this is where crime is originating from. Let's kind of end it there." That's you. That like that's what he wanted to say, but he can't say that. So he has to like go on all these like tangents about like, "Oh, you know, like he made some mistakes, and we improved the processes and this and that." But you know, he's not defending that record. And this is one of the things that makes Donald Trump such a hugely popular figure is that. He has so much self-confidence in everything that he has done in his life that it's an immediate magnet for people because he's never going to back down. He's someone that like you feel like you want him in your corner, like he has your back. you know. And that's what Donald Trump did such a great job at conveying to the American worker, to the American taxpayer. To people who work hard every day, that's what he was conveying. He's like, I've got your back. I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. I know it's worked in my life. It's clearly worked out for me. I want my life to be your life. I he want Donald Trump wants everyone to get rich. Yep. And he's confident in how he got to be rich, and he conveys that well. And um, it's something that America was lacking for eight years, you know. Mm-hmm. 
under Obama, and that's what you know. One of the things that made Trump so popular was his confidence. You can see that Michael Bloomberg, while he may have like total confidence, he's also for forty years just been used to just being the boss. Yeah, and firing anyone who doesn't agree with him. And it's like, oh, you don't want to go in my direction? Go in your own direction. Please leave your computer with HR. <laughs> What's really funny is that he is actually kind of like what the lib- what Democrats and the media try to portray Trump as, but he's not. But Bloomberg actually is. Like, he is that arrogant. He is a prick. He is a sexist. He is a pig. Like, he is all those things. Yeah. Well, I... And he has no redeeming qualities to, to negate that. Well, his redeeming quality that he's worth sixty billion dollars. That's not a redeeming quality. Well, you can't take away from the you can't take away from the, the man the fact what that he is good? extraordinarily successful. Okay, he's wealthy, but like, what good does that do for the country as president? You sound like Bernie Sanders. I'm just what saying, are you talking like, about he's hired tens of thousands of people. He's helped thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people make money and get rich. That's great for the economy. What are you talking about? You sound like Bernie. Because he wants to dictate how everyone should live their life. He's basically a dictator. He's like, you... Oh, no, he definitely wants to be king. He definitely wants to be King Bloomberg. He's... For sure. He's Napoleon. He's a technocrat. I don't... Yeah. Like, yeah. I just... I'm I'm not arguing that point. I'm arguing the fact that I am not going to... I am going to look at what Michael Bloomberg has done in his professional life with awe. I mean, there is no doubt that he is one of the most successful men to ever walk this planet, bar none. But what I also will say is I agree with you. Like, he takes it. icky. Yeah, he's, well, he's icky, yeah. He's icky. But, like, also he just takes it too far with his policies. I'm not, I I just don't want to come across as a Bloomberg supporter. I'm just simply making the case that I think this conventional wisdom in the media today that Bloomberg got his ass kicked last night, as I thought about it more and more today, I kind of thought, well, first of all, I, the the one thing that I was waiting on was the TV ratings and turns out like 33 million people watched this thing last night. So, and what do you think about that? Because the media is saying it's a train wreck for the Democrats. It's awful. Rush. Doesn't agree with that. Yeah, what I didn't listen to Rush today. What a Rush. Rush guy. said that never believe what the media is saying. So well, <laughs> I know, classic. So he's basically like, I don't buy it. God that, bless that. God bless Rush. Limbaugh. He's like, he's like, I don't buy it that the Democrats like destroyed themselves I listen, last night. For as long as I have had a clock radio, which is since I was the age of five, I have gone to bed listening to talk radio. And so tonight I'm, I will be listening to Rush because I, I try to so listen every day. My opinion on it yeah. is that it just solidifies Trump's base and any of them watching it being like, these are all Looney Tunes. Like they have no idea what's going on. And I think yeah. hardcore liberals loved it. They were like, because they don't like Bloomberg yeah. and their people, i.e. Warren and Bernie, showed up, had a great debate we're fighting Warren, the, Warren had a great debate right we're Warren fighting the good fight debate. against you know evil Bloomberg and Trump uh so basically I think the only people who I'm interested to see how they take it is the middle like and I don't know if they watched it did they watch that and go like maybe they watch it and go I kind of like Bloomberg because he is pointing out that they're you know crazy and that i don't want to be a communist yeah as long as they didn't turn it off after one hour i think bloomberg would have grabbed him in the second hour i think he was stronger in the second hour obviously than it was in the first on the first he just got his brains kicked in i mean he was up there i mean he was just can i also say something i just i don't think anyone who's truly in the middle watches it because if you're truly, like, I just don't think there's a person out there who's truly in the middle and watches all of this and doesn't have an opinion. Like, you just, like, I just don't think. It was, I will say this. I will say this. And this makes me very happy. Even though I don't like exposing tens of millions of my fellow citizens to extraordinarily high doses of communism. I do, it does make me happy that it was the number one watch program last night in America. 
Because. Right? That's a good thing. That's because. a good thing. Because. Explain. Because it's good that people are engaged in the civic process. Do I believe that too many people are allowed to vote in this country? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be engaged and, and educating themselves on what goes on. Because I'm going to say this. There is a non-zero chance that one of those six people up, up there on the stage last night becomes the next president of the United States. So you better have a flipping opinion about what they what they say. And you want to know what? If it's scared to live in Jesus out of you, then go out and volunteer to help out Donald Trump get reelected as president. Because all I know is that as much as we like to joke around and we like to handicap the Democrat race and, and talk about it and come at it not as from like a purely partisan, all of these people are moronic state and be like, yeah, like like if we were Democrats, we're just, we like to play that game. That's part of what we like to do here. I will say this. Not one of those people on stage last night is fit to be president of the United States. <laughs> like it was, it, it, it is frightening. And I kind of go from the take of, you know, if Bernie Sanders gets elected, it's almost, I'm not sure if that's the least concerning prospect of there, because I just don't think that in that scenario that he'll be able to get anything all that bad done. Whereas, like, I look at a Klobuchar and a Pete and a Bloomberg, and um, I just go... Um, you know, they might be able to convince enough people where, where truly bad things could happen. Um, you know, like Barack Obama and Obamacare. So I kind of I kind of look at it from that. Um, but not one of them could they possibly be president of the United States. It's just not good. No. Um, so get out and vote. Yeah, get out and, and vote, vote up and down the ballot. Um, what other takeaways I have I thought Warren won Bernie came in second Bernie came away unscathed I thought that the moderators were coming for Klobuchar they were like every question they asked her was like a biting question yeah they were like basically like you're not qualified to be president because you can't remember the name of the Mexican president number one and then I forgot the other thing. They Oh, and then they were like, and you imprisoned a black kid when you were a prosecutor, so you're basically racist also and have bad judgment. Yeah. Like, they were just like knives out coming for her, and I almost thought she was going to cry on stage. Like, when she kept defending herself about being forget like being forgetful, and then Pete came after her again, like, I legit thought she was going to cry. Uh, and I also think that... Mm -hmm. They made way too big of a deal out of it. They made way too big of a deal out of it. Like, how can you get on Klobuchar for forgetting a name and not get on Biden for being a bumbling fool? Like, he, he can't even remember his website name. Like, he, he, like I mean, it's your name, Joe. That's your website. Right. <laughs> like, it's madness. It's absolute madness. It, not that I like Klobuchar, but I'm just saying it's a silly thing to get on someone for. Everybody forgets things. I forget things. Like, it's, it's no. being human. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I will say it was really funny how much Klobuchar and Pete just truly despise each other. And I think Klobuchar was a little, like, caught off guard by it of, like, yeah. what are you, like, what, like, like, what, what are hell? you talking about? And, and Pete and Pete was out for blood last night. I mean, what was, I up think the shot? what was up with the shot at Walter Mondale? <laughs> what was up with the shot? Why are you bringing, why are you hating on Walter Mondale? Why are you going after Walter Mondale? You know, Minnesota nice. The guy got dropped by Reagan. I mean, dropped. 49 states. Why, why, why? Why you got to drop that, you know, oh, well, you know, if being, if getting elected statewide in Minnesota meant winning the presidency, then I would have grown up under President Walter Mondale. Dude. Dude. Um, but yeah, Pete was out for blood. Klobuchar did not shake his hand. They did not shake hands at the end Ooh. of the night. Yeah, she went right around him. She was, she was livid. She was livid. Um, but I think Pete was coming out guns blazing because he's realizing he, he does not have a shot. Like, have you ever uh, maybe, like, applied for a job or went on a really great date and you were like, 
I nailed that. Like, I'm like, it's going well. That was Pete in Iowa and New Hampshire. And then he just realized that, like, he saw the girl with someone else last night. And, like, the she's guy seeing was other someone, people. The guy was someone else. The guy was someone else. Yeah. For Mary. The guy, the guy was someone else. <laughs> like, Let's get it right. Like, your, heteronormati- your heteronormativity <laughs> is extraordinarily offensive. Unbel- just, but, I'm just trying to relay that, like... Go ahead, bigot. That, go ahead, bigot. I'm just trying to relay go ahead, bigot. that high you get... When you have, you don't actually know the answer, but you're pretty confident. Katie's had some great dates recently, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I've only been on dates with you, and they're always great. That's right. Fine. I need to find a better example, but you know what I mean. Like, he was on a high from Iowa, New Hampshire. He saw himself in the Oval Office, and then he went to campaign like, in Nevada. These middle-aged white people love me. Right. And then and like, he went to Nevada. Nevada yeah. and South Carolina and he, and starting looking at Super Tuesday and he's like, ooh, I guess maybe I got ahead of my britches. Like, I... It's... Now I, I gotta do something. You're mayor of where? Where now? Us? You're from Notre Dame? Are you from Pawnee? I don't know about Indiana? that. This is SEC country, Suzanne. <laughs> I don't know about that Notre Dame nonsense you're playing. But this is SEC country. Um... In uh, in South Carolina, um, not out in Nevada. What's Nevada? Nevada's Mount West. I yeah, don't know. Mount West. Who cares? I do. Anyway, I think P is quickly realizing that he is falling fast, and the donations are not going to keep coming. No. And he needs those donations because, as he well, likes to tell well, everybody, he's, he's the poorest one on the stage. He's got forty-six billionaires behind him. He can just go ahead and dip into another one of those wine caves. Oh, Katie, he's gonna go just dip into a wine cave. Also, ten mil. Apparently, Andrew Yang said on CNN that Bloomberg was calling all of the billionaire donate donators, telling them not to donate to anyone because he's gonna take care of it. Isn't that interference? No. It's not? No. Just calling it's just calling up his friends. <laughs> Being like, hey, I'm jumping in, so like don't waste your money. I'm gonna waste mine instead. <laughs> um, um uh, he's just a jealous, arrogant prick. I can't stand who? him. Bloomberg! You're calling Yang that. I was no. like, I thought he was fine on CNN. Bloomberg. Last night. He basically is like so mad that Trump did it. And he's like, well, I can do it. I have money. It's like that, bro. Like, Trump would have won if even if he was a pauper. He didn't win because he's rich. <laughs> no, he 100% win, won, won. Well, no. He, wouldn't, he didn't win because he was a pauper. He won because he walked No, I didn't say he, he won because he's a pauper. I said he would have won even if he was a pauper. No, because the whole image of Donald Trump is that he's massively rich and can have any woman that he wants and has buildings with his name on it and his apartment is just gaudy as hell. And that's um, not the, that's not that's, why he won. Yeah, but it's part of his persona. It's part of why he won because he's this larger than life. He w- but that's why he won. He won he's like because a character of a caricature he, of a billionaire. He won because he is larger than life, and because he can connect with people and he understands what they're going through. And he, he's if you notice, he always says we. Everything is we. And if you listen to the Democrats, everything is I. I this. I that. Vote for me, 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 me. I, well, I, I, yeah, that was a staple of Obama's presidency. He'd bring himself, he'd mention himself in every speech, um, especially the Medal of Honor ones. Real nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said I think it. I think the conventional wisdom. That, I think once again, obviously, the media is getting it wrong. I think the conventional wisdom is that Bloomberg got his butt kicked. I think a lot of people saw it, but I think if he comes up with some good answers or even has a good showing in the polls or just drops another 500 million, you know, like he did, he spent already $460 million. That's nuts. He could spend another 460 and not even notice it. What I'm most curious about is how he is in the next debate or if he even shows up. Tuesday night, he's going. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. He has to be there. He has to be there. After after last night, he has to show up. Do the next you one. think after that shellacking, he will finally go back to his coaches and be like, "Okay, you were right. I was wrong. Teach me." Or he's just going to keep going like you're you're all stupid, and that's why I look stupid. So like we're going to keep going with my way. 
No, they have to tear up the game plan. Like I said, I already gave what I think it, what I would have him say. But that's my point. Is like he has had coaches who have clearly probably told him to say different things, and he's just been like, "No, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about." Maybe, maybe not. I, there I, like is I said, no way someone coached him to say the things he said on no, TV. No, he was 100% coached to say those things, but I just don't think they spent a lot of time, as much time thinking about it. No, 100%. They coached him to say different things, and he said, you could spend a lot that, of time. You could it. spend a lot of time coming up with a play call and call the wrong play, and, and, it, and it being the wrong play call. And that's what I think they did. Okay, well, if you're right, then he's going to be the same bumbling idiot on Tuesday. I wouldn't bet against it. He doesn't have a history of being a terribly good debater. That's the other crazy thing. He's done debates. Like, there's grainy video had, of New York debates. They never really had competition. All right, well, let's see if Max is right. If he's the same bumbling. I don't think he is. I think he's, he's going to try to bat it away. He's going to go, we already did this. Let's move on. He's got to come up with a better answer for the NDA because they're definitely going to ask him that again. Yeah, and he's just going to be like, we can spend all night doing this or we can spend the rest of the night trying to talk about how we're going to defeat Donald Trump. I think it's a very, I think, I think, I, I, I would be shocked if he, if he doesn't say something similar to that, he's just going to get his, he's going to get his tits kicked then. Um, but yeah, I think, I think at the end, like, I mean, look, Saturday we have Nevada, that's Bernie caucus uh then it's south carolina wait pause nevada caucus means it's run by the dnc yes we're not gonna get results you know don't don't your heart be troubled katie because (laughs) dnc chairman tom perez is on site in nevada he's personally overseeing what is surely going to be an absolute screw up again how how does their caucus work does the winner take all or it's the 15 percent it... threshold all but the like Democrat do some people are... get delegates even if they don't win uh yeah like it's, in iowa uh yeah because i think they're gonna have pete win again or klobuchar they're not gonna allow bernie to win not when they can rig it so easily we shall see. I mean, that was another thing. So I was driving around today, listening to Andy Howie Carr on, and he was interviewing Brother Pat Buchanan. And they were talking about how this is this is shaping up to be 1968 all over again. And this is DNC. What's going to happen with the Democrats is that Bernie's going to go into the convention with a plurality of, of delegates. And they're going to try to take it from them. And the Bernie bros are going to go full revolution. And for four days... On American televisions, it's going to be leftists rioting and destroying downtown Milwaukee. And in those four days, Donald Trump is going to be reelected president of the United States because people are going to go, we what? cannot let these people what take over the if country. if the Bernie people go so nutso that he runs as a third party candidate? Not a chance. Not a chance. Why? Um, I mean, he's going to be dead in four years. What has he got to lose? I mean, it pretty much would. Well, I guess he probably, you know, to be honest, he probably doesn't see a difference between Donald Trump and Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. So if Bloomberg stole it from him, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, oh, man. <laughs> you know, you're bringing up Mitt Romney being nominated at a contested convention last week, and now you're talking about Bernie running third party after he loses a convention floor fight vote to Michael Bloomberg. Ugh. Oh, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Rush seems to think that Bernie can be bought off by Bloomberg. But honestly, at this point, Bernie has money. And he's only got maybe eight years, maybe, who knows? What's he got to lose? Like, he's already been screwed out of it once. Like, why not just run third party? If he truly believes, he claims to be this just like this Believer. Just saying. Um, I don't think any of the rest of them would do it. But I think Bernie would do it. No, Bernie would. Bernie would. And then for Scherzies, Trump wins. For Scherzies. Yeah, for sure, Trump wins. See, but here's the thing about Bernie. He's still of the... He has no party allegiance. 
he has no party allegiance because but he, he's of the he he broke the, number one number one he's of the number Politburo, one though he's of the Politburo. No, 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 no number one he's technically an independent in the senate he's not even a democrat caucuses with the democrats number number two he go on rick perry <laughs> come on rick perry oops Oops. You made me forget my point. But I am really handsome. I'm sorry. Well, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> he got lost in my eyes. It happens. It happens. I got it. I just I just don't think he can Well, I do think he can be bought off be bought off. But I think at this point, he's already been like hosed so many times by the DNC. He has no allegiance. He's old. He's a revolutionary. He just wants to go down swinging. Right. Oh, that was my point. Now I remember. He has broken the cardinal rule of the Democrats, which is never tell them that you're actually a socialist, you're actually going to tax the people, and you're actually a communist. Like, you never say that. Because the Democrats have always been what Bernie is, but they've always hidden it so that the American people don't know it. So he's already blown the doors off. I, I no, no, no. Obama never came out as a socialist. Obama oh. liked to pretend that he was, you know, blue collar. I just, I like America, you know, has had some bad things, but it's still America. Like he still coded it. Bernie just blew the doors open. I am a, he's like, he's just like, I'm a socialist. I'm going to raise your taxes. No, no one's going to be rich anymore. Everyone's going to be the same. I I mean, isn't socialism having a moment? It's because we gave everybody participation trophies. Yeah. Well, I, where do we even begin? Um, it's because we gave everyone participation trophies. And now they all think that they should all get money from the government. Everything should be handed to them, and everyone should be the same. Truly. It's a disgrace. Um, no, I agree. I think that would be fascinating. I, I, would, I would love to see a, uh, a Barney Sandler's um, run here. I think that would be, be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll see. I have a lot of predictions. When is the convention? July. June? July? Okay, we have a couple more months. Oh, I'm, I'll probably come up with more predictions, but right now I have three. One, it's contested and they nominate Michelle Obama. Two, it's contested they nominate Mitt Romney. Number <laughs> three, it's contested and Mike Bloomberg takes it and Bernie runs third party. I mean, What's I, your real prediction? I want to see it all happen. <laughs> I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Because I have three different predictions. Um. So I actually think they're going to nominate Bernie Sanders. Do you think he's going to flat out get enough delegates to, to do it? Or do you think he's going to barter? No. Um, I think or whatever gonna, they I think do. It is gonna I, be, I think it is going to be a broker convention. Um, so it's a giant caucus, and that's gone super well. Especially for Bernie. <laughs> you know... This was a question that was raised last night at the debate of, you know, would you outright... He was the only one who was like, I I will res- <laughs> respect like, if there's like, not enough. He's like, oh, no, no. Plurality wins this. <laughs> yes. Like, to the six, like, I think we should all agree right now. Whoever ends up with the most after this wins. And everyone else is like, no, nope. not a chance, buddy. Not a chance. Not a chance. We are going to screw you in Milwaukee. <laughs> you can bet on it. You think, you think Liz is going to be there? This woman lied about her race. She's lying about being a democratic socialist. She worked on behalf of DuPont. Okay? She's taking the money. <laughs> Liz is she taking the money. She took someone's last $3. She's is, taking the money. Liz is taking the money. She's going to open up a cheese shop in Cambridge <laughs> and call it a day. All right? You think If you don't think Liz is taking the money, you're out of your mind. Joe Biden's taking the money. All right? Mayor Pete's obviously taking the money. And Klobuchar doesn't like you. <laughs> she might just give her delegates away to someone. She's not going to give them to Mayor Pete. That's your only chance, Bernie. Your only chance is Klobuchar has to choose between you and Mayor Pete. 
And she might at that point have to go, you want to know what? Screw you, Mayor Pete. I'm going with Bernie. Let's just burn it to the ground. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Burn it to the ground. All right. We're only at 45 minutes. (laughs) Everybody. Which, this is a great point, great time to mention our sponsor, which we forgot to do at the beginning. But we love them. Freedom First Company. Go check out their shirts. They have a brand new website. Looks awesome. It's freedomfirst.co. And you can get an I Didn't Say That shirt and rock us everywhere. And because Freedom First is so great, they're giving you 10% off if you put didn't say in the promo code. And our shirts are six bucks cheaper than the rest of their shirts. Plus you get the 10% off. So like they're basically free. So go get yourself a shirt. All right. There you go. We gonna wrap it up, or did you want to talk about fiscal hawk or something? What did you write? No, I don't want to talk the about the death that. of a fiscal hawk. I don't know what it's that is. It's just too. I, I don't know. You start. I throw, start throwing stuff in the dock, and it just can go haywire. Um, All right. Um. Okay. Last thought. Sure. Since it's clearly gonna be a broker convention, do you I think? Know, I don't know. Clearly, I don't. I don't know if I agree with clearly. Well, then what's your prediction? You said broker convention. Well, I think that someone could still win it outright. I still think that Bernie has an outside chance of winning it outright. I still think that... um, Okay, when do you think Tulsi drops? When do I think Tulsi drops? That's irrelevant. Before Super Tuesday? Well, my question is, if it's a broker, maybe she just hangs on, hoping to like... Just gathering delegates to give to Bernie? To, To... to give to herself. Tulsi Gabbard's not going to win a broker convention. She might give her delegates to Bernie, though. She would never give them to Bernie. Yeah, she would. She's for to Bernie. I But I think because it's probably going to be brokered, they're all going to hang on. They're all going to stay in it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the scenario for the broker, right? Where everyone just kind of sits at this, you know, Bernie sits at the 20 to 25 range. Pete sits in that 15 to 20 range. Uh, well, I guess more than that. I mean, I guess Bernie sits in the 25 to 30 range. Pete sits in the 20 to 25 range. Warren sits in the 15 to 20 range. Biden sits in the 15 to 20 range. You know, Klobuchar sits there as well, Bloomberg as well. Like, if they're all kind of polling, like, similarly, then, like, yeah. Um, The real question is going to be, when does the money dry up? I think Biden's going to be the first big name to drop. Yeah. 100%. I think when Biden goes, I think Biden's more likely to go before Mayor Pete or Klobuchar. Biden blames health when he bows out? No. To save face? No. No. Okay. You're looking up a Trump tweet of the day. I am looking up a Trump tweet of the day. Also, Trump's on a West Coast tour, and it's freaking awesome. He went and talked to California farmers. He did a rally in Phoenix. He just did a rally in Colorado Springs. What does he need to talk to farmers about? We already learned, we already learned how to farm this week from Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Everyone knows how to farm. What the hell is so special about We're California We're already farming? growing carrots in our frozen yard. All you got to do is dig a hole, put a seed in the ground, cover dirt, and put some water on it. Do you know That's our dog, all you have to do. Why do you know our dog is the best farmer because she does it all the time. You just you dig a hole, you put something in it, and you cover it back up. One time, our dog dug the carpet, the front uh, uh, mat, doormat up, hid a turd under it, and covered <laughs> it back up with the mat, and then four months later, it was discovered. So, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, Penny's a farmer. Penny's a farmer. Yep. She made a petrified turd. Yeah, sarcophagi. <laughs> yeah, sarcophagus. Yep. Yep, of a poopy. Yep, that's our dog. Little Penny. Um, Wait, so, okay, I'm going to do this Trump tweet. It says, quote, the real winner last night was Donald Trump. Yep. Mini Mike Bloomberg, I agree. 
Is he saying that Bloomberg said that? Well, Bloomberg said that during the debate last night. Remember when he was like, oh, the person who's, you know, I mean, does, you know, he said he said essentially that same thing that same thing that you know Donald Trump's got to be loving what's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about communism, you know. Co- yeah, a capital. No, we don't want to get rid of capitalism because every time people have gotten rid of capitalism, it's called communism and it doesn't work. And Bernie always gets offended at the word communist, which is so funny. He's like, "Hey, don't use that word to describe." <laughs> I'm not us. a commie. I'm a like, socialist. What's wrong with communism, Bernie? What's wrong with communism? Cuba's communist. Russia's communist. You love those places. China's communist. Bloomberg loves China, by the way. Oh, yeah. The uncharitable reading of a Bloomberg-Trump competition would be, who do you want to control us, Russia or China? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But in Mike Bloomberg's case, he actually might be owned by China. Um, All right, that can be our Trump tweet of the day, unless you have one in particular you would like. I don't know his tweets off the top of my head. I mean, there is a funny one, but it's the video that he posted where Mike's like behind the podium. Oh, then, and yeah. And it starts to dribble on and then explodes. Oh, that one's funny, but that one's visual. So it's, I can't, I mean, I shared it as I could with you. There you go. All right. You want anything else? No, I I don't have anything else. I think that, that covers it. I'm not sure. We'll probably do a Saturday night one after Nevada. After Nevada. Nevada. We'll talk Nevada. We'll talk South Carolina coming up the next week. We'll talk um We'll do one how after Trump the next is, I think Trump is I think Trump is holding another rally tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Nice. Or is he holding a Saturday night rally in Vegas? I don't know, we just held one in Colorado. I think he's doing Springs. in Vegas. Um I'm sure he's gonna get on play some golf out there. Oh yeah. What's that place where Tiger and Phil played? Shadow Creek? Like, I would know. If you don't know, I don't know. $495 green fee. All right. I think he can swing it. Till next time. Let's do it.